TFA fam, what is going on? Thank you for joining us for another video on the Fantasy Authority YouTube page. It is Cody and Robbie coming at you with yet another Dynasty Buys. This time we're going to be talking about the uh, the bargain bin buys. Going heavy on the alliteration to, to start this off. Who doesn't love just walking through Walmart? You see the $5 bin DVD. You look in there. And you say, dumb and dumber for five bucks, you're goddamn right. You, you can't pass up on the bargain buys. And everyone loves the bargain buy where you buy it cheap, that player blows up, and then you go to your league mate and you say, remember when you gave me player X for a third and now they're worth multiple firsts? So Robbie, go ahead and just jump right in, man. Who do you have for your first bargain bin buys? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the cheap position... Uh, and single QB is, is normally the quarterback position and super flex, not so much, but I think you can get this guy pretty cheaply either way. And that's Sam Darnold, who is going as quarterback 29 right now in January ADP. And we're probably only going to see that uh, go down as some of these rookies come in. But honestly, this is a guy that probably hasn't had the, the fairest of shakes in the NFL as a lot of people who follow dynasty are probably willing to say after seeing what people do once they leave the Adam Gase uh, trap. So you talked about it in a couple of videos ago with Denzel Mims about how he was just, you know, surrounded by absolutely nothing. And, and that's kind of that same situation with Sam Darnold, who, you know, it turns 24 in June. So even though he's been in the league for three years, he, he's still extremely young, uh, same age as Joe Burrow, you know. So we're talking about a guy who I think there's still a lot of potential, a lot of opportunity out there. Now let's reshuffle that, that head coach now. Let's bring in an offensive coordinator and Mike LaFleur, brother to Matt LaFleur, who's obviously done wonders there um, for the Packers as they continue their playoff run. When you look at what Matt LaFleur did with the 49ers, we saw Jimmy G you know, have some ups and downs, but we saw pretty good uh, consistent play the year that they had the Super Bowl run. And then we saw Nick Mullins wasn't great, and I think he turned the football over a lot, but he was pretty serviceable and kept uh, them in a lot of football games as they moved the, the ball down the field and got first downs. And I think Sam Darnold is just a much more talented thrower of the football than Nick Mullins. And so I, I think when you merge those two together, I'm really excited to see what comes out of that. Again, we're talking about QB 29. So he is way down there. Um, and I think that's, that's somebody where, where if you surround him with weapons, if they address the running back room, he's extremely young. Let's see how this ADP fares 365 days from now. And, and I think it's going to be one that improves. Yeah, I agree on that. Also, you know, you, you failed to mention a little bit of the, uh, the Shanahan tree. Like, I think he is like the NFL, like if the NFL could like take DNA and make like a, an, an NFL baby, I think you're looking at this LaFleur, right? At a little bit of the Shanahan, a little bit of the floor, maybe a, a sprinkle of McVeigh over here. Excited to see what uh, he can do as as the uh, full-time OC with the Jets. It, it seems like when we saw those those stimulus check jokes, right, of $600 versus $2,000, it's $600 is Sean McVay, $2,000 is Kyle Shanahan. So I think you're exactly right. The, the Kyle Shanahan tree is, seems to be faring a little bit better uh, than the Sean McVay one. So, yeah, I agree. That's definitely another feather in the cap for Mr. LaFleur. It's beautiful. Speaking of beautiful – Brian Edwards, he is one of my favorite bargain bin buys, just staying staying on absolute brand with, with a bunch of these videos. But Edwards was a – he was a dynasty darling on, on, across Twitter for a lot of people, obviously myself included, even going into the 2020 season. 
And then leading up to the season, he was getting hyped up as a starting X receiver. You had Derek Carr coming out and saying that he, you know, he was getting Devontae Adams vibes from him. So it was just everyone just wheels the fuck up. It doesn't matter. They took Ruggs in the first and Edwards in the third. Edwards is going to be the wide receiver one for the Raiders. And then, you know, weeks one and two, the, the production wasn't there, but he played the most snaps for the wide receivers and those for the Raiders for those first two weeks. And then he, you know, he he had a couple nice plays week three, but then he got hurt. He didn't end up returning until week nine. And by then the offensive, you know, the, the offense has had moved on with, you know, Nelson Aguilar of all receivers coming in to save the day. And, you know, now Aguilar, he is a free agent. Tyrell Williams, who, believe it or not, is, is still there. I think he's looking more and more like a, a cap casualty for the Raiders. I, I think we see uh, an uptick in Edwards' value as we get closer. He's sitting at wide receiver 57 right now, so, you know, a perfect bargain bin kind of buy. Has an ADP outside of the top 100. He's sitting at 115 right now. Uh, the, the only thing that does worry me about Edwards is John Gruden. He just does not seem to be able to use his playmakers to their full potential. I was a Henry Ruggs hater, but he did not use him anywhere near how he should have been used. Josh Jacobs isn't being used in the passing game, and that was one of his biggest pluses coming in from Alabama was his work as a receiver. So that that is a little concerning for me, but I, I do think between some of the people potentially leaving – Maybe they're another dark horse kind of team to, you know, get better quarterback play. I do like Brian Edwards for a, a bargain bin buy. Yeah, we'll go from your uh, rookie darling right over to my rookie darling that didn't quite pan out for 2020, and that's Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, he was a guy that I was very, very excited about to see what he could do in that Tampa Bay offense, combining with Ronald Jones, another uh, dynasty asset that I like a lot. I thought they both could be really productive. And then Bruce Arians came in and messed it all up. He decided to bring in Uncle Lenny, a.k.a. Playoff Lenny now. Uh, he brings in LaShawn McCoy, and all of a sudden we see Keyshawn Vaughn is inactive on game days. Now, I don't think that'll continue here in 2021. We talk about you know the cap going down and, and everyone trying to work around that. Well, they have both Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn under contract. Both uh, Leonard Fournette and LaShawn McCoy are not I, Personally, don't think that they stick with either of those two. And it hopefully is a Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn, a backfield that we should have saw in 2020. You know, Keyshawn Vaughn had one game where he was kind of the lead guy with Rojo out due to COVID. You know, Bruce Aarons is just playing his mix and matchup of who's going to start this week. And all of a sudden, Keyshawn Vaughn gets 15 carries and gets 62 yards. You know, not amazing, but, you know, it, it, in the one game where he got some, some run, he looked pretty good. And so... That, that's kind of what I'm looking for in, in a running back is even though he's running back 31, which doesn't sound like it's that low, I think there's a huge drop off once you get kind of past that running back 26, 27. And, and actually these guys are a lot cheaper, even though they're right next to the running back 25, 24, they're still price wise a lot cheaper. And, and so we're talking about if, if it's just him and Ronald Jones, the, the one injury away next man up mentality, we've seen Bruce Arians go away from Ronald Jones time and time again. I wouldn't say it's crazy if he did that for a guy that he drafted in the third round with Keyshawn Vaughn. So I think that's a guy that, that you talk about bargain bin right now could be a potential fantasy superstar if there was anything to happen to Ronald Jones. 
um, in 2021, and it was just him and Keyshawn Vaughn. So that's a guy that I'm definitely reaching for. Not a guy that I'm going to talk about, but I also think from that same offense that Tyler Johnson could be a sneaky buy with Chris Godwin heading into free agency, and who knows what what happens with that situation. He he flat man that catch he had in the uh, in that last playoff game that was that was nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's really interesting that he had the off the field question marks that made him drop all the way down down to a fifth round pick. But we knew, you know, anybody who've kind of followed the, the Minnesota Gophers and, and the draft coming in that he had the talent. There was some off the field stuff that made yeah. it kind of weird and why he fell, but he definitely has the talent. For sure. The second guy I want to talk about, I'm going to just keep this rookie train rolling. That is KJ Hamler. Uh, wide receiver 61 with an ADP of 137. Uh, we, we saw him flash his big playability, you know, kind of the same stuff we saw on tape at Penn State with his limited opportunities in Denver. He actually tied Jerry Judy in touchdowns with a whopping three, count them, three touchdowns despite seeing half of the targets. And th- this is in no way, shape, or form a Hamler over Judy take. It just – kind of simply showing that, you know, he can make the most of his limit, uh, his limited opportunities. And he's going to absolutely be lost in the shuffle. You, you know, you mentioned the next man up kind of mentality. I don't necessarily think that that even, (laughs) that even really helps Hamler, you know, whenever you're talking about Sutton coming back, Judy, Noah Fant, like all legit ballers. But the, I think the thing that he has going for him is the fact that the, uh, the Broncos played 11 personnel, so a three-wide receiver set, on 67% of their offensive snaps last year. Sutton strictly outside. Judy has more flexibility, but he played 68% of his snaps on the outside in 2020, and that was basically the opposite for Hamler. Hamler saw 67% of his snaps coming from the slot. So I, I think you know someone who's going to be forgotten about, get lost in the shuffle, you know, he's going to be one of those guys who takes a big drop once a new crop of rookies hit ADP. I think you could look at Hamler as getting him as a basically a throw-in piece as part of a bigger deal, and that's kind of how I would go about, you know, searching for him. If not, you could literally throw third, maybe even a fourth-round rookie pick to, to be able to take Hamler. As I said, he didn't really pop off that much, but he did show some of those explosive plays I think the fact that they're just if they're going to continue running a, a similar offense next year with Shermer, he's going to benefit from that by playing in the slot. Yeah, I love how you mentioned a player uh, making the most of limited opportunities. I think it's hard to find a player who did this more than my last guy here in Gabe Davis, who's wide receiver 50 in, in January ADP. And I know you and I were really hoping this was going to be Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, kind of, you know, the rookie breakout wide receiver for them, but it didn't end up being that way. But we were right in that there was going to be, you know, a good wide receiver there. And that happened to be Gabe Davis. You know, he made just a a ton of plays with limited opportunity. He had seven touchdowns. He had 17 yards per reception. Think back to when we had the training camp um, news that we were doing updates for um, every single training camp day. We, We couldn't go two days without hearing Gabe Davis's name. You know, every day, times every single day he was every day. in camp, and we saw that translate into the season. You know, he didn't get the most opportunity, but he was a little bit buried on the depth chart. We're talking, you know, Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley, and then it, it, you know, even Isaiah McKenzie a little bit, and then Gabe Davis. 
um, but he definitely made the most of his opportunity whenever his number was called. We, we've talked a couple of times about um, the salary cap and what's going to happen. And I, and I think the, the bills are, are in a, a tough spot and they can save 8 million by cutting John Brown. They only have $2 million of space in the cap room. That's not even enough to resign uh, or to sign their, their rookies coming up here in 2021. So, you know, they're gonna have to make some moves and this seems like a really easy move they can do. They have the next guy up on that outside who has speed. I mean, 17 yards per reception. We saw it sideline catches all over the place, making great grabs. This is a tall, lanky wide receiver with speed. If he's able to move into that starter as a full-time guy in, in an offense that we saw just absolutely go ballistic, you know, flip from run first to, to pass first, it, complete. I didn't see it coming. I think a lot of people were surprised by this, but you know, that without that's an offense you definitely want wide receivers um, on your rosters. And I think Gabe Davis at wide receiver fifty is just screaming value. Um, because if he is that next man up, he's definitely going to be better than what that is 365 days from now. And speaking of the, the the training camp hype, this guy I think takes the cake as as much as Gabe Davis w- was popping off, you know, every day, every other day. There is one name that reigns supreme for the training camp hype, darling, and that was Van Jefferson. Currently sitting at wide receiver 72 with an ADP of 160. You you literally, you know, you said like Gabe Davis, you couldn't go like a day or two without it. You could not go a day without Van Jefferson hype. Like you, like you just couldn't get away from it. And that did not translate to this season as far as his production goes. I mean, he only saw, I think it was like 20, like less than 23% of the offensive snaps for the Rams. Only saw 38 targets. His biggest competition, however, was Josh Reynolds, and he is set to be an unrestricted free agent. Obviously, we know the McVay system and running 11 personnel at a, at a clip that you know we did not see until he came into the league. So I, I think with Josh Reynolds heading out the door or potentially heading out the door, you know, I think Van Jefferson can t- can step into that that spot nicely as the wide receiver three on that team. Yeah, I think those are great points on Van Jefferson and going back to Gabe Davis and KJ Hamler. Where do you find a lot of value? Again, we've said it for multiple videos now. It's injury discounts, you know, the sophomore discounts. I think those are two big places where you'll – the age discount as well. But the sophomores, once all those rookies come in, the, the old rookies, it's, it's goodbye, in with the new. And so I think those are three big names that we just hit on um, as well as a, a slew of other ones. That is going to wrap things up for this video. We appreciate you guys checking us out. Any comments, any questions you have, please drop them below. If you are not yet subscribed, please hit that subscribe button for us. Let us know, you know what you thought of these videos and what we can improve going forward. And we will, uh, we will talk to all of you guys soon.